Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. All right, don't limit God. Um, I love this part of the Wednesday night service that all of our 714. So right now, revival for our families, revival for our community, revival for our hearts, and revival for our nation, right? In Jesus' name, amen. So don't limit God. I would like to say that sometimes we put limit on God's, but also sometimes have you feel that people limit you? That they put labels on you? They said, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. For example, all my life I have heard a lot of that because of the way that I act, because of the way that I get dressed. Um, you cannot, um, full-time minister? No, 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 no. You're crazy, no. But I decided at one moment in my life that I was not going to let other people limit me. But above of all that, God created me at his image. And I'm not going to limit God to see what he wants to do in our life. So I just want to start encouraging you today. Don't let anybody put limits on you. Don't let anybody put labels on you. You are good son of God, prince of a high king. So I just want to tell you with all my heart, don't limit him. And tonight's main point is going to be God doesn't hold us back or limit us. It's just that we don't put him in the way. So I'm just going to say it one more time. God doesn't hold us back or limit us. It's just that we don't put him in the way. I just want to get out of here tonight putting God in all my ways. Putting God in everything that I do. And Jose last week was teaching us and one of his ideas and main topic was to receive what God has for me. I need to dream big. Remember that? Have the right attitude. Believe that God can do it. And I love this part that Jose was sharing with us. No complaining. <laughs> Somebody here complain this week? Don't, don't, don't say it. No, no, we're not complaining. We're going to get God's best, right? But I love what pastor said, and the guys have it here. And Jose said it last week also. And I just want to pick up on that. The voice of non-belief is complaining. Don't complain. You're not believing if you're complaining. I love how pastor put it. When we complain, we remain. Have you heard that? So we need to take action. And, and I love that um, sometimes I've been coming into pastor and say, Pastor, I'm excited about, for example, I'm excited for East Sweet Night. And pastor switched it on me and said, you know what? I'm excited about tonight. I just want to tell you something. Don't limit God. Don't complain for what's coming when you have an opportunity to make it better right now. So I just want to tell you, don't complain, don't limit God, but also, pastor has let me know this, facts speaks, facts speaks, but stories sell something, helps you understand a little bit more. So today, we're going to look to a story in the Bible, because I think we're going to be encouraged, and we're going to be instructed what and what not to do. You ready? So... I, I think God people in the wilderness limit God too many times, right? Way too many times. And to look at that, we can go and watch um, Psalms 
um, 78:41 and says, "Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limit the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember His power. The day He remembered them from the enemy. The day He redeemed them from the enemy. But I'm going to go and read one more thing here. Again and again, they tempted God. And they limit the Holy One of Israel. I see a lot of things in this verse. And the first is disbelief, right? If I look, another thing is that they were complaining. It says this right there. They were complaining. And, and you might say, how they were complaining? Well, they had a small thought. They were thinking small. I don't know about you, but I, I, I heard this song. And if Jesus is my healer, I'm not going to have small talks of what the reports say. I'm going to believe what the Bible says. So I see disbelief. Number two, I see the, they complain. Number three, they did not mix faith with the word. Have you been in that moment? When, when you hear your surroundings, your opportunities, your problems, but you don't mix the faith, the word of God with that, you need to mix it. You need to put it right there because faith does the hard thing, right? They did not want to fight what God promised for them. Look, God already had told them. But they had it to do something. Did that sound familiar to you? They have told us, God has told us something, and, and he's waiting for you and me to act, to do something. But sometimes we remain, we wait. So the giants must be overcome, God tell them. But they were not overcoming the giants. They were just standing back. They were complaining. They were murmuring. And sometimes the giants on this story, literally giants, but in our life, it might be physicals, it might be emotionals, and sometimes we let those giants be so loud in our head, in our mind, that we don't believe the God that already have promised us that we defeat that giant. You understand what I'm saying? It gets so loud in you that didn't, don't allow you to hear, to understand the promise that already God has said. But remember, you have to do something. Can I, can I be totally honest tonight with you? Can I be Puerto Riqueño from Puerto Rico? You cannot be a crybaby. No more whining. We are victors. This world, sorry, but we have too many victims. And I want to tell you and encourage you, we need to be victorious. Yes. He already have won the victory. You need to walk in the victory. You need to act in the victory. You need to speak like the victory. You need to be on top of it. Because if you're not on top of it, guess what? You're going to be another one average and doing the same thing that everybody's doing. So you cannot be a crybaby. I love one of our culture power phrases here. It says, faith does the Faith does the? It's easy being faith when everything is going good. It's easy. I have a little kid, Andres, and he's four years old. And he keeps saying to me, that, that's easy. And I'm like, yo, you're four years old. <laughs> Wait a little bit longer. 
I just want to say to you, we have what makes it easy. But we sometimes don't act. You must fight for what you want. Don't be a crybaby. Don't cry. We're victorious, right? You, you know, when, when I say about you must fight for what you want, I'm going to put you an example. Fact. But also with a story. I think it was two years and a half ago. I'm in the dealership. Um, I get there. Jose is with me. And I'm looking for a car. My car broke down. And I get there, no appointment. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'm believing that this car is for me. When I get there, the guy comes and tells me, yeah, I have like four or six appointments during the day for this car that you want to look at it. You're more welcome to watch it, test drive, all that. And I'm like, okay, praise God, favor, right? Yeah. I'm starting declaring it. So I take a ride. Oh, man, this is the car. This is the one. I call my wife. Hey, Doris, I think I got this. Um, God is putting us in a great, a great opportunity for us. Long story short, I'm in the office. I make the deal. Yeah, praise God. Thank you. Deal. Great. I tell him, I want that car. Start taking a little bit long. Start taking a little bit long. You know when they're trying to put you to wait, but they don't tell you? I was in that moment. <laughs> and I see people moving, people getting in and out. I see people looking at the car. Other people taking a test drive in the car. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. I said that's my car. I haven't told you to use it, you know. And me and Jose, my kids are getting, and I, you know, intentionally brought the kids to the lobby. They're making noise, you know. You have to use what you have right now, right? <laughs> so at that moment, I'm like, wait a second. Something is happening here. In the middle of nowhere, I say like, hey, I don't understand. I told you I want this car, but I see another people. You're meeting with the same people that took a test drive. What's the deal? Like, what's going on? And he told me, well, I have to wait because, uh, and you know, when they're trying to tell you uh, lies, being frank, you know. Okay, so you have to discern, right? You have to fight for what God has placed an opportunity for you. I said, can I speak to the manager? And the Puerto Rican came out in love. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, I don't know where, because I took action and asked to speak with the manager, the manager said, you already said that car is yours, that car is yours. Favor. So what I start doing, I said, Dory, that car is ours. Let them see it. This is that God wants to bless them, but not on that one and another one. That one is for me. What I'm trying to say is like, if I didn't stand up and did an action, maybe what God had an opportunity for me, I will not receive it because I remain waiting, standing. There's a lot of famous songs that comes to my mind um, that you remain and wait and wait and wait. No, 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 no. Wait, God thinks you have to act. God is waiting for us to move. There's so many um, darkness in this world, and you and I have to be the light. We have to be the one up front. We have to be the one setting the tone. We have to want the one um, making and changing the atmosphere. You have to reclaim what's yours. You have to act on what's yours. You have to move. You have to do something. You cannot be a crybaby. If we go to the Bible in 1 Timothy 6.12, look what it says. Fight the what? Good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You know what? The devil has a lot of tactics. 
Do you know that he practiced? you know that he was the best in what he did and that's why he was pulled out? He has a lot of tactics. You know what? I'm from Puerto Rico and I have just the, enough tactics to be dangerous when it comes about fighting. You have to survive sometimes. And if you're like me, like three feet short, <laughs> and, and the rest of the, of the grade is tall and you have to survive, you have to learn how to swing it. There's not another option here. So I'm going to tell you something. I don't have the nature to be waiting for other people to fight for me. You need to start developing and acting on what the word said about you, your family, your kids, your grandkids. And start acting like if it's happening because faith does the hard things. I love what it says there. Sometimes we say the good fight of faith. And we get under the impression that the fight is going to be good. <laughs> Not all the time the fight is good. The fight might be messy. The fight might have to be overcoming your challenges. Going through some things that you don't like to do. But I'm going to tell you, you already have the victory. Amen. You already have it. So you have to fight. Sometimes our lies, sometimes our feelings, sometimes our emotion. Because the devil has the right tactics to tell you what you can't do. But the Bible has the right things to tell you what you can do with his strengths. What you can do with his power. If I go a little bit farther in 1 Timothy, the same one, but a different version. New Living Translation. Fight the good fight of faith for the true faith. Hold tightly for the eternal life to which God hath called you, which you have. Can you say it louder? So, so well before many witnesses. I love different translation. Amplify. You ready? Yeah. Fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you can. You can. The good confession. Not the bad confession. Not what's going on. You have to confess the good confession. The good confession of faith. Before many witnesses. So I'm going to tell you something. God is going to put you in some places that are good witnesses all the time. Because the word of God never turns back. It always goes forward, right? I know it in Spanish. Nunca torna atrás vacío. It never is a void. The word of God always going to bear much fruit. So I'm going to tell you something. You have to act like it's happening. You have to confess the good word of faith. Scripture, Bible. We're doing all the one-year Bible, right? Hallelujah. You know what? Pastor Blunt teaches us that the secret of a good fight. I know you have read it in his books. I know you have listened to him many times in his teaching. That the secret of a good fight is to have what? A good confession. Not, not, not a so-and-so confession. Not just because I'm in this moment, I'm going to confess something. You always have to have the right, the good, the great confession that the word of God has to line for you and your situation at the right moment. The language of faith is always positive. If you're speaking negative, you're not in faith. The language of faith is always positive. If you're speaking negative, you're not in faith. Winning or losing the battle is connected to what you say. I have to tell you something. Some of us, the fight that we're fighting, 
it's not connected to what we're saying right now. Maybe the defeat of what we're going is connected to what we're saying right now. But I'm here to encourage you today, change that language. Put the scriptures that you know that are going to work for you. Put the scripture that you have learned at Church on the Rock with 40 years of legacy. With a, ba with a pastor that is a teacher that help us with any situation. You can go back and it's free. I just want to point it out. cotr.org slash watch. And you have hundreds of different subjects that one of those is aligned to what you're going right now. And I'm going to tell you something. All of them will have a promise. All of them will have the word of God. All of them will have something that will help you to overcome what you're going through. So if I'm going to move fast tonight, I have to tell you how can I fight and win the fight of faith. So are you ready? Yes. Say it with me. How can I fight, can I fight? and win the, fight of faith? win the fight of faith? All right. Number one. It's easy, like Andres says, with a good confession. The Bible said it. With a good, not just confession, with a good confession. I just want to point out the language of faith is a good confession. The language of faith is not a negative confession. The language of faith is not just because confession. The language of faith is a good confession like the Bible says. Revelation 1, 13 to 16 says, And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one... Like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and grilled about the chest with a golden... Wait, wait a second. Some people is looking at... We're talking about the second coming. We're not talking about the rapture, okay? Everybody with me? Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, thinking on that, his head, verse 14, his head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in furnace. And his voice, listen to this, his voice as the sound of many waters. Have you, have you heard many waters? I have the privilege to live all my life walking distance from the ocean. And at night is one of the best sounds. You hear it. Oh, perfect, perfect effect right now. <laughs> he had in his right hand seven stars. But this is what I want to tell you. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. I just want to place this story, this metaphor right here to let you know how does Jesus is going to fight in the second coming? With what? With his mouth. With what? With his mouth. If Jesus is already letting me know the plan, how he's going to fight, why I'm looking to try to fight it in a different way, If I can just look of the memo and says, hey, I'm going to fight with my mouth. Out of my mouth is going to come a sharp two-edged sword. You and I have the power right now. We have it in our mouth. Spiritual fight, fight it with the mouth. 
If you have a physical fight, fight it with the mouth. If you have an opportunity at work, fight it with your mouth. But in the right moment, at the right time, in your prayer closet, give it on to God. But that doesn't change that you have to start confessing, put action. You know what impressed me? That when we see that the devil tempted Jesus when he was in body like us, he fought the fight with the devil and and, and overcame the temptation with his words. If I go to Matthew 4 and show you that I don't have time to do it, you will see that Jesus said, that Jesus said, that Jesus said, that Jesus said. He has the power to knock him out in two seconds, in a blink of an eye. But what he preferred to do, speak to him, talk to him. I think there's a purpose in that. It's to teach you and me how to fight the temptation, how to find the overcoming um, obstacles that we have we have to speak I have to tell you with all my heart words matter if Jesus spoke the word of God what does the word say you need to have it already ready to speak it there's a purpose in a one-year Bible one of them is to learn to get closer to God but also to equip you to have it ready so when the problem shows up you can defeat yourself amen Oh, no, I, I feel like we need to give a praise break right now. <laughs> Let's go to Revelation a little bit farther. Revelation 2.16. You ready? How does it start? Repent. Or else I will come to you quickly. Repent. Or else I will come to you quickly. And will what? Fight again them with the sword of my mouth. Repent. Do it quick. But here's how I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight with the sword of what? My mouth. Jesus will fight. Jesus has shown us how to fight with the mouth. Isaiah, can you come and make this a little bit more spiritual? I'm fast. I'm ready. I'm giving you tools so you go out of here and you start confessing. Are you ready? Yes. I want to give you some action steps, but it's, it's really important to me that you don't see this as another moment that you're just going to come church, get equipped, and not use it. I want to tell you with all my heart, what had changed my life in, my life in the last eight years that I've been blessed to be in this place, learning is that I have a confession list. Every morning, no matter if I want it, no matter if I don't feel like it, no matter if I'm going to the best time of my life, other ones that you have to challenge yourself to make them the best time of your life, I read that confession list. I have a blessing list. I have a confession over my finance. I have a confession over my family. I don't know, but every, every, every prayer service that's whole here from Pastor Kim, the confession list over topics are amazing. There's tables of all of them that if you're a little bit smart, you get one. You put it on your bed. You put it on your Bible. You take a picture and you have it with you. You know what? 
when you start confessing the word of God over all the circumstances you're going through, your words start to shift. Your world starts to shift. So if I tell you today I have five, everybody say five. five. Action step four. Don't limit God and fight the good fight of faith. I think we all can agree in the first one because we read it in the Bible. And the first one is, sorry guys, fight with your mouth. Can you say it with me? Fight with your mouth. If I look, everybody here has a mouth. And if you don't have a mouth, you have a way to communicate. I'm being totally respectful and honest. All of us have a way to communicate. The majority in this room has a mouth that we can communicate. So there's no excuse. You're not a crybaby. You have it right there. Let's use it the right way. Confessing the right, the good confession. Number two. Grab the promise and don't let it go. Have you felt you have heard something and you say, man, that was so powerful. That was for me. And you got out of the service and it was amazing. When you're in the parking lot, somebody comes to you and boom, bump you. And what you got, you let it go. And something out of the, um, the abundance of the heart, uh, I'm not, all right, all that, comes out and you let it go. Sometimes... You have had already the tools, but you have let it go. Go find that promise that is specific to what you're going through. And don't limit God. Use that promise, confessing it, taking action with your mouth, and start confessing it. Don't let it go. Start confessing it. Fight with your mouth. Don't let it go. Number three, you need to be in training all the time. Somebody here goes to the gym, don't look that close to me, okay? Somebody goes to the gym, you love it, you love to be in the gym and training all the time. I don't know if you knew, but I, I, was, I, I was a professional athlete once in my life, and I love to be, and I love to be in training. You know what? I have not made the right choice in changing the right training, but I'm going to tell you something. I train in the Word of God every day. I never miss that one. I'm not running every day like I should. But I'm in training spiritual every day. I'm in my one-year Bible. If I get out of the wagon, I pick it back up. In Jesus' name, he forgive me, but I'm going. I do my quiet time. I do my confession list. You have to find a routine to be in training spiritually all the days of your life. This won't work if it's one day or two days. No, here and there, one day, three, no. Wait a second. You're not finding the right way to do it. It has to be an automatically thinking process. You have to be automatically thinking that the first thing is going to come out of your mouth is faith does the hard thing. I'm energized by changing challenges. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. So what does the word say? I learn it and I start using it on my own private time, on my own opportunities, on my own problems. You have to. It's constantly, you cannot let your guard down. Not when you are in a crisis only because that, huh, pastor has told us, when we're attacked, we always drop the level of our readiness. Excuse me, those English teachers, but I have to say it. 
when we're attacked, we always drop the level of our readiness. If, I'm, if I wait until I'm attacked to prepare myself, it's too late. Your confession list is so important. Your life is based. Your, your relationship with God is, 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 is a combination of what you speak to him and what you receive with him. So you have to confess. Romans 10, 17, look what it said. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you have to confess it. If you don't hear yourself confessing it, you might not be getting ready. If you're not hearing yourself reading the one-year Bible, you have to change it. You good? I have one minute, so buckle up. <laughs> Point number four, manage your mind. 2 Corinthians 10.3 shows us that the devil has stacked this. But you have to be ready. You have to be ready. Read it in your own time. Number five, resist the devil. You know why you have to resist? Because when you stop resisting, you start losing the fight. When you stop resisting, you start losing the fight. This is what I'm going to read. And we're going to finish in Jesus' name. 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8-11. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and will like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with all Christian all over the world. This is not right by me. This is the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. The message translation said that you are not going through this alone. We're all going through something. But I just want to tell you something. Keep a firm grip on the faith. The, frost, the suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and won your feet for good. He gets the last words. Yes, he does. You know what's the last words? It is finished. I win. You're victorious. The victory is already yours. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.